Hey, Michaela. Yes, Warwick. Who's your favourite superhero and why? Uh, Catwoman. Wow. Why? Because she's super hot. Imagine if I look like that in Lycra. <laughs> I wonder if I'd look like that in Lycra. No. <laughs> You're no superhero, believe me. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to the Tradies Superhero Business Show. We are superheroes. Because we're all superheroes here Our in Our tradies business. are superheroes. You guys are superheroes. Tell us who you fa- Actually, tell us who you would be if you were a superhero. Hit us on the Facebook page, Tradies Business Show on Facebook, Facebook page, and uh, tell us who you would be if you were a superhero. Hey. Please don't send us photos of yourself in a Catwoman costume. <laughs> don't do that. We don't need to see that. If you, well, we should have kept this for a question, but what superpower would you like if you could pick one? Mm. Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, the power to control time. <laughs> Is that Because then I can get more editing done. <laughs> Mine would be too invisible. Yeah. Well, see, I was going with invisible. Because you could thought, go well, anywhere there. Oh, you, you know. Where would you go if you're invisible? I don't know. Can you say it on air? Well, because I'm a busybody, I just want to know everything's going on. <laughs> you sneak into the neighbor's so house. Just go everywhere. Find out what all those domestics have been about. Anyway, so today's episode is about the opposite of being invisible. It's about being Hey, higher. did you like that? That was pretty good, eh? That was good. Good we segue. We well didn't done. script that at no. all, listeners, because we don't actually script anything on this show. Uh, but today's episode is about being high-vis. And so it's not about clothing or wearing the high-vis gear, but it's kind of about wrapping your business, your tradie business, in high-vis so that customers find you. That's it. That and so we. Cool. Yeah, and we have a marketing... A uh, high-vis expert. That's it, yes. <laughs> marketing guru, Taryn Thomas, who we did feature in a previous episode of Real Tradies Story about her story with Thomas Joinery, her and her, her husband's um, mm. business. But she's taken all that knowledge and particularly wants to help tradies starting up to make sure they're getting stuff right from the start mm. and help with their marketing. So she has some really great um, marketing tips for anyone in whatever stage of business that they're in. Absolutely. So uh, tune in. Are we going to the actual interview now? Where else would we be going? <laughs> well, we're not going to the neighbour's house because we're still visible. Oh, so, bugger. Yeah, have a listen. Uh, Taryn's got some great tips for you. We'll talk to you at the back end. And joining us in the studio for a second time around in reality is Taryn from High Viz Co. Have I got that right? That's it. Yep, yep. yep. That's right. So uh, we also spoke with Taryn. Uh, in our real trade story about uh, Thomas Joinery. So, welcome back to the studio, Taryn. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're wearing a different hat today. Uh, tell us a bit about HiVizCo. Um, so, HiVizCo was born, um, I guess, out of my industry experience with Thomas Joinery. So, being in the construction industry for the last seven years um, is not a place I thought I would ever be. Um, <laughs> so, I've taken all of that experience and then in my former life before kids I was also in advertising and marketing so Hi Visco was really born out of merging those two areas together um, 
I've seen my husband for the last seven years go through some crazy tough times. So I think that tradies need a lot of help, um, particularly in this marketing arena, because it's something that everyone knows that they should do, but it just doesn't quite get done. Yeah. And if you go back and, and listen to the episode, it really has been a great business where you've grown successfully over the last seven years and you've really done a, a great job building that business to 12 people now. So you really have got that experience and, and you know what can work. And you talk about some things you've done in marketing in that episode that worked really well for yeah. you. So it's great that you're going to share that knowledge and help tradies out there as well. I hope so. <laughs> I do love the name too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, when I first saw it, I have to admit, I thought it was a high-vis clothing company. Um, yeah. But then I went, ha oh, no, it's about being high-vis. Yeah, that's Literally, right. Yeah. And then high-vis co has a lot of... Um, Hopefully a lot of extensions, brand extensions in the future. So high yep. collaboration, uh-huh. um, you know, high community, all those type of yes. things so I'd like, like to. like a true marketer, you've really thought yes. this through. Yes, even yeah. the orange earrings yeah, from I saw the logo. That. <laughs> That's nice. Looks good. You've got the high earrings on. That's so. right. Well, they, they say a key to content marketing is to own a colour these That's days. That's right. So. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yes. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> so what's, um, I guess, what's your drive behind Hi-Viz Cohen. I know you've talked a bit about what you plan to do with it, but mm-hmm. but what's what's your why? I mean, we were just chatting about that before yes. the uh, before we hit record. Yep. So my why would definitely be helping, particularly the younger end of the trading market. So um, the guys that are thinking about going out on their own, um, to, and particularly ones that um, are going to be working with their partners. I would love to be able to help them out uh, from a marketing point of view. So getting their getting everything set up. For success, really. So, uh, you know, getting their brand right, making sure that they actually have put some thought into it because, you know, once you've got your brand right, you then know that if you meet someone on the street, you'll be able to have a couple of sentences to tell them about your business and um, giving you the confidence. I think we spoke about it in the last episode to sell your business. So if you really know, you know, helping figuring out your why, if you really know what you're doing, it makes it easier to sell. So that's my why. I'd love to see uh, younger couples succeed. It's a huge step going out on your own. Um, and then also, the, I guess, the tradies who have also been in it for a while as well and want to get a bit more re-energised, um, breathe some new life into the company. Basically, just want to see these hardworking tradies do well and yeah. Yeah, get some reward. And make it a little bit easier yeah. for them because it is hard. They are on the tools all day and they don't get time to do that marketing. They yeah. probably have all these great ideas about how that, what they'd like to do with the business or how to market it. But yeah, I think they know so much more than yeah, they think. That's it. And just having someone give them a little bit of helping hands. So, yeah. great idea. So, how are you going to do that, Taryn? Or how are you doing that? Because you've already got some clients. Yes. So, so uh, what does that look like in the marketplace for you? Yep. So, basically... Um, I guess when I meet with the tradie, um, we sit down and we, if, depends at what's obviously what stage of business they're at, but, um, we will talk about, I guess, the foundation of the business, which is their why, their, um, who they actually want to be working with. You know, if you can imagine working with one client every day, your dream client, who would that be? Um, and then also figuring out a pretty simple way to make sure that you're getting every lead. Um, so that's kind of the foundation that I would talk about with them. And then I don't think marketing is an overly complicated um, process. I don't think it's brain surgery. I do think anyone can do it. Um, so I think that I like to break the marketing down when I speak to my clients. Um, so it's what you do in person, what you do on paper and what you do online. Um, and then just going through those mechanisms and actually seeing what they currently are doing and how we can improve it. What are they doing that can make the money? What are they doing that is, you know, what can they do for free um, mm. straight away? doing a few of those things well and then slowly start rolling over and um, I guess 
doing more and more things well, and then you fizz. Business gets higher more. High vis. <laughs> a high vis biz. A high vis biz, that's right. I love it. I love it. And so one big area I find that tradies struggle with is the online stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know we could talk about that all day, but what do you think are some of the key areas that they need to look at online? Um, well, I think website, first and foremost, needs to be um, needs to be looking good, really. I think yep. I heard in one of your previous um, episodes, it's your shop front. Um, yep. I like shop fronts, being a shop <laughs> you know, having a shop background. Um, so it really does, doesn't need to be complicated again, but it needs to show your work, say what you do, you, you know, you need to be easily contacted. And then once you've got those, you know, key things right, then you can start looking into optimising it and all those type of things. Um, so online, definitely your website. Um, if you can get some form of communication happening regularly, so, you know, like an e-newsletter, again, nothing, nothing brain, um, you know, earth shattering. Um, but then also online, I also like to include, of course, the social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, um, all those, I think the big players for tradie businesses, I don't think you need to be, um, you know, on everything. You need to do one or two things and do them well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband's business is on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, they're the social networks we're on. Um, How have you found enough. Facebook? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of people go, well, everyone's on it, but trades really do struggle on Facebook. I, I agree. Find, yeah, yep, it's definitely. not necessarily the best use of their time now, the way the algorithms and change and everything. But like you, I'm really excited about the new ones like Instagram and LinkedIn's not new anymore, no. but you can use them much more strategic for this industry. I agree. I think... You need to be on Facebook because what are the stats? You know, like one in two people or something in the world is on it. So you need Mm. to be on there. Um, I tend to just schedule my posts for the week um, just so that I've got a daily presence on there. If I um, I make sure that I engage with our suppliers or our potential customers on there. This is from um, um, the Thomas Joinery point of view, um, just to show, you know, that, hey, we're around, we're on top of this. Um, And then if I find something interesting, then I'll share that. But then I do put most of my effort, um, I think traders can really get a lot of value from LinkedIn, particularly if you're a business-to-business customer. So, um, you know, if you're a um, painter and you want to paint commercially, you know, you've got a whole heap of people on there. Um, so maybe not if you're a residential plumber, you know, LinkedIn probably, you know, your clients won't be looking for you on there. Um And then I guess from a personal point of view, traders can do Instagram well with the mix of, um, showcasing your work, a bit of tradie humour, um, yep. you know, a bit of what's happening, you know, beers on the beach. Yep. Who doesn't like that? Yep. And I, that's what I love about Instagram. I think it's the one social network that tradies who are on a job site can do easily. Yes. But also by just flicking through because it's so visual, it's just photo-based, yep. that um, it's something that they can enjoy and digest easily as well. But yep. posting is just so much easier as well. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I think it's... um. It's a hard one. I think social media is so tough for tradies businesses because um, I would never go to a client and say, you're going to get, you know, this return on investment for it. But I think because it is such a low cost medium, you can't be expecting, you know, um, stellar sales from it. But I think that there's a happy ground. You've got to be on there. I think the construction industry isn't represented well on social media. Mm. So if you can be a leader on it, you know, more power yep. to you. You're on the. It's always better to be on the forefront than chasing everyone else and copying what they're doing. Mm. And I know that you did say in the other episode um, and off air, you were talking about. You know, you've, you've won five quite big jobs just through some of your social media directly through yep. Instagram and LinkedIn and what you do. So it can work. It definitely. But can. you've got to 
be a little bit consistent and, and focus on it at times to, to get those results. But it can work. Yep, that's it. I agree. Definitely. Taryn, I want to ask you about newsletters. You talked <laughs> about, uh, I guess, email marketing earlier, and it's it's also an area that I think has been overdone and done to death by a lot of industries. Uh, I don't see a lot of it being used by trades, mm-hmm. really, and certainly not effectively. Yeah. What are some of the basics, um, maybe do's and don'ts, perhaps? I'll put you on the spot a bit there yes. with email marketing. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you should keep it short and simple. I don't think you should be um, regurgitating every job that you've been, um, you know, that you've worked on in the last month or however regularly you will send an e-newsletter out. Um, but I think showcasing... Uh, one formula I like to use is to showcase your best project that you've done in between newsletters. You know, put a bit of a spotlight on that because it's something you should be proud of um, mm. and you should, you know, be happy to let people know. If you can then boost that with a client testimonial, even better. Um, and then I think also answering, if you can answer a customer's question in that email, mm. um, uh, for example, one of my landscaping clients, um, I've got an idea for him to um, – with summer coming up and if you've got a small lot, like, you know, he's um, working in the higher socioeconomic um, regions of Brisbane, so that, which are typically small lots. So let's try and have some tips about how to utilise your backyard to get the most amount of space for your kids to play in. And yep. Um, yep. So yep. if you can do those type of – and then they can be also be reused on your website as a blog as well. Mm-hmm. So answer customers' question. Yeah, um, product showcase and yeah. I also it. like doing trends. Yeah, so showcasing you know trends that are coming out. So mm. it shows you're on top of what you're doing in the industry, and you know that uh, you basically know what you're doing. Yeah, mm. and you're modern and yeah, definitely. What about frequency? What's your opinion on how often to send your email newsletter or, or you know, communication? think monthly um, mm-hmm. for tradie businesses. I mean, it depends, I guess, if you're coming, if you're speaking to residential clients or if you're speaking to commercial clients, it's a little bit different. Residentially, you may even want to be a little bit less frequent because um, say you're putting a pool in, you're only doing that once in a lifetime, but you may yep. have, you know, uh, yep. word of mouth referrals and that type of thing stemming from it. But commercially, I think you need to be at least monthly just to stay top of mind mm-hmm. Um Projects take a while to get off the ground, but then once they're off the ground, if you can hit them at that sweet point throughout the process, not knowing, of course, when that is, yep. um, if you can be in front of them at least once a month. Mm. And I th- think that's not a huge ask for tradies either to, mm. um, to produce one newsletter a month. Yeah, I, um, I know some that do it really well, but they do by season. So they'll do oh, one each idea. quarter. So they'll have it like a spring mm-hmm. and make it relevant to their business, um, summer, winter, etc. And they find that every quarter works for them just because of the industry and things that they're in and they're mainly residential yeah. um but uh yeah cool what uh what are some of the biggest uh don'ts of marketing a tradie business from mm-hmm. your perspective um i'll start at the top at the um the, <laughs> <There's> yeah, <a> <laughs> there is a bit of a list get a good logo um again you know return on investment it's hard to see if you know, spending $500 on a logo is going to get you mm. X amount of clients. It may not, but it's going to get you, it's going to open the door to those clients because if you don't look good, I don't want you in my house <laughs> building yep. something beautiful because yep. you don't take pride in your business. So I think branding is under underestimated. Um, so, yep, I would, I would, that's, I guess that's a do, isn't it? <laughs> do invest in a good logo. Don't. <laughs> don't, uh, don't get, get your, your mate to do don't one. Don't get your 13 year old kid to do one up for you or something. No, no, no don't okay. do that. Um, don't try and do everything. 
um, just try and do one or two things well. And particularly if you are doing it all yourself, um, you'll just put too much pressure on yourself and you'll never get it all done and so you'll never feel like you're winning, really. Mm. Um, keep it simple. Don't try and say too much because yeah, I yeah. think, um, you know, you want messages to be clear Um you know, of course, you want everyone to know what what you've been doing and how great you are, but no one really has time to read it. I don't think in this mm-hmm. day and age, you want to. I think, you know, if you're doing an ad, you need to see a good picture, a good headline, some clear contact details, and a logo. Yep. Then they'll go to your website where you can go into more detailed information. Yep. yep. Um, so that might be my top three. Yeah. Cool. Good ones. And that last one is one I see people do a lot: is just saying too much. I probably do it a bit on the show, don't I, Carol? <laughs> Different medium, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, trying to say too much uh, and cram all this information into a newsletter or a blog yes. post or whatever, or even mm. a Facebook post. You know, see yep. these really long social media posts, and I know I skim past them. If yep. the first line doesn't grab me, I won't read it because it's oh, too long. Yeah, I do have one more. Um, don't use crappy images. If the image oh, doesn't yeah. represent your business well, don't use it. You're better off having a good headline or yeah. something. Um, yeah. You don't want to be, you know, editing things out in Photoshop or, um, mm. again, that's an expense if you can't don't have the skills yourself. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, use good quality images. You can – iPhones are fantastic these days for yeah. taking good images, quick little edit in one of the apps that you can download and yeah. you've got a good-looking website. And I think image. if you do do some really big jobs, um, do pay in getting some professional photography done as well because you can just use that. Excuse me. Again and again. Mm. Um, But it's worth that investment if you've got a particularly great job that you've done. Yep. For your marketing materials, you know, I'm like, I can't stand a a cheap image on some really high-quality marketing. Yeah, definitely. It really does. It undervalues yourself. You know, it is. if this is what you're putting in front of new new clients and this is what you want them to judge you on, it's the only thing they may have to judge you on, that it needs to be looking good. Yep. Mm. Taryn, what's uh, I just this question came to me just now, so it could be just really go. rubbish. But um, what's one piece of technology you just cannot do without? It'd be my phone. Yeah, much to my husband's dismay, probably. And, and why is that? <laughs> I think because you can just do so many things on it. Um, you know, I'm, I multitask, so I can be um, making sure my clients' social media accounts are up to date while I'm pushing a swing or um, <laughs> those type of things. And I think, you know, you can set your reminders um, if you use it, you know, being organised, obviously. But I think having your um, having your phone on you just allows you to be um, – having your, allows you the chance, I guess, to have your business wherever you are. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't sound – it's not very technical or <laughs> – No, but it just means you can work anywhere at any time. That's, That's right. what I love about it. And um, when I don't have it all, of, you know, you do feel like you've cut your arm off. But I also do find that I actually – there's times when I turn it off. Yes. Just because I actually want to disconnect and, and not focus on it for whatever reason. So it can be good and bad, but yeah. I, I can't I can't live without my phone yeah. <laughs> either. Even though recently you banned me from – Looking at Facebook on my phone. Yes, I did. We did a challenge. A we had to take uh-huh. Facebook off our phones for a week. Right. That was really difficult, actually. It was hard, wasn't it? I actually found it a lot harder. I had to carry my laptop to... with me everywhere. Oh, that's <laughs> not the point. And open it up so I could check it on my laptop. <laughs> there's a, um, I was reading on a blog post today that there's an app you can or an app or a program that 
locks you out of your social media for a certain period of time. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Like a child lock. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. It's an adult lock for yeah. social media. That's right. <laughs> so you can get work done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we've obviously talked about some of the main ways to market uh, a tradie business, but are there some other ways that might still work? For certain industries, perhaps mm-hmm. you know they're sort of the the other eighty percent because there'll be twenty percent like social media and email marketing yep. and those things. But what's some of the eighty percent that people should perhaps still be considering? Yep, and I think that eighty percent is the the main guts of your marketing. Like you know, that social media and all those type of things really are the pretty end of things. But um, really simple things like I we need new fly screens at home, and I needed to um, I was like oh, I was going to get out the local paper, but then. I don't know, I was waving goodbye to someone and I looked at the windows and the windows we got installed has the company's number on it, um, you know, windows by curtain or whoever and call them like, oh, and it says for matching fly screens, please call. And I'm like, I will call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So, and who, everyone can put, everyone can do that on their job. If you've installed a kitchen, little label in the corner. Um, So those type of – so just think about, I guess, what your service or product is that you sell, um, what leave behind, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's something you can – you know, you get 500 magnets done up, they're done. You know, you're not thinking about it. It's just automatic that you you give them with an invoice or something like that. Um, I think the finishing touches to jobs is something that every tradie can do and doesn't require, again, a lot of um, pre-planning or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you just do it. So – uh, leaving flowers on a bench for a client at the end of a day once your job is complete or um, uh, within reason, obviously going the extra mile. You know, if you're mowing people's lawns, could you possibly maybe one day, you know, trim a hedge or something, mm. you know, just doing that yeah. little bit extra every so often. Yeah. Obviously, if you're not getting value from that, yep. it's a lot of time wasted. Mm. Um, one um, example I really like to use is a, a good example of de- direct mail for a, a car service mechanic and um, now that rego stickers aren't on cars mm-hmm. they actually send a reminder letter every six months or 12 months because they've got the rego details on file right. and they just say here's just a friendly reminder that your rego is due don't forget to pay it yeah and so it's just another touch point that's so right. if you can think of a way that you can add value mm-hmm. so they're providing a reminder that yeah. you know that it's due but also they're saying hey we're here you must be due for your service as well mm-hmm. but it's again that providing helpful valuable information to your customers yeah and like you said with your seasonal client you know if you're um pool client you know, let's let's clean. Have your pool clean for summer, type of thing, and yeah, yep. having those type of um, and I guess that then comes back to having your email database or whatever it is That's up to right. date because you just throw it out from there. And see, in winter, you can be talking about you know things to do to get ready for summer or ways to use your pool in winter if it's not heated or heating things. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things you can do if you think of the seasons and what your customers do. Yeah, so. and and low cost too. Like you know, you don't. You don't need to take out full-page ads in the paper. That's right. You know, that's, right. that's not your market, obviously, but um, it just doesn't need to be hard if you just, you know, spend one day brainstorming all these ideas and then, you know, figure out what you can do mm. and then going, you know, then just doing it as well. Just, mm. just doing it. That's what I love about online. It, it doesn't really cost like the yellow pages, you had one mm-hmm. go a year to get it right. You had to fork out all this money, and if there was a spelling error in the phone number or something, that was it. Your business was under now. It's yeah. just there's yep. so many opportunities that don't cost a lot of money. That's right, which is also, I guess, a bit overwhelming too, um, mm. not knowing where to start. Um, so, yeah, just choosing a couple and doing them well. Yeah. Mm. Is there a way to work that out, Taryn? Like, how do I know where to start with my tradie business? Mm-hmm. Of uh, Which one do I do first? I sound like a bit of an old record. I think I would start <laughs> by getting your logo well um, 
well done mm-hmm. because then that will um, you can put that on your uniform so that when you go and see a client you look professional and you look um, you know you look good if you can afford it get your car wrapped in the same you know I love a good car wrap I think they look fantastic yeah. <laughs> they, you know they just create such a striking street presence it's your moving yep. billboard you know yep. no tradie business can afford a billboard so you may yep. as well use your car your trailer mm. your truck whatever you've got in front of you yeah. um, your logo then sets a tone for your website and um, and I guess just breaking it down again into the thinking about what you can do online in person and on paper so having a good business card I know they might be on the way out, but it's a leave behind, particularly mm. for tradies when you are meeting people and they may not sign up with you straight away. You need a leave behind, something to, um, you know, you can leave a physical leave behind like your card or a little marketing flyer. And then if you've got their, um, their phone number, you know, you can give them a text within a week, an email in a month if that, well, maybe yeah. that's it for that client. But yep. you've got those. Um, I would start looking at that. And that's re- to really start it off and just word of mouth, just yep. talk to everyone you know, maybe have some incentives, mm. um, you know, word of mouth, you, you refer me, mate, I'll give you a six pack of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the universal currency. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Give you a carton. Yeah, yep. that's right. Carton is <laughs> a good job. <laughs> so one thing we like to ask all our tradies is if you had a thousand tradies in a r- sorry, you're not a tradie, <laughs> all our guests. Well, technically, well, she off- kind of is. Trading yeah. Off- Um, If you had a thousand tradies in the room, Mm -hmm. what would be one message that you'd love to give them? Um, I would like to definitely tell them to just make sure you look the part. So um, you may be a tradie that is a concreter, but you should all just keep a set of nice clothes in the car. You know, your only first impressions, I think, count when you're meeting new clients. So just present yourself in the best way possible. Um, I think you've done a, um, a series, a, a podcast on it, but answer the phone nicely. So just those, if you can tick off those boxes for your first impressions, um, I think you're well on the way of um, making people more receptive to working with you. So first impressions. Great, great advice, great advice. And how can, if people want to work with you or find out more and get their help with their marketing, how can they find out more about HiVizCo? Yep, so they can head to my website, which is at HiVizCo, H-I-V-I-Z, co.com.au. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Taryn Thomas. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as HiVizCo as well. So I'm, I'm around. <laughs> nice work. Well, uh, make sure you go and follow Taryn's stuff. Uh, I certainly do, and I see you doing some really cool stuff online. And um, great to have you in the studio today. And thanks for sharing so many of your tips as well. I mean, this basically uh, this podcasting medium is, is about content marketing. And so uh, I guess people expect it from businesses like yours that you would share those tips mm-hmm. but that's really a, a marketing strategy as well and tradies can do the same thing is, is sharing tips with people as a way to, to show their expertise so Definitely. you've done that today Taryn thank you very much and um, make sure you go and check her out online cheers thank thanks. you thanks so there you go Taryn from HiVizCo talking about how to be HiViz in your business my actually it was a bit surprising to me that it was one of her top things or her top tip was get your logo right. And I was thinking about it while she was running through the reasons why. And so that actually makes a whole lot of sense because that logo really then dictates the flavor of your branding and the consistency and all that sort of stuff. And you need that right so you can then go and use it on LinkedIn and Facebook and on your email marketing and your vans and everything. Yeah, and it's not just... Uh, one thing a lot of businesses starting out, they don't have a lot of money to invest and they do scrimp on some things. And 
logo design and branding is something that a lot of them skimp on. But really, if you invest in that and get it right from the start, it really does just flow into other things. And you're not then, you know, having cheap-looking marketing materials or you're not having to get it rebranded in a couple of years because you were never happy with it from the start. So Mm. really, really important because it does say everything about your business. So do invest in it. Yep. And the other big thing out of that, which you didn't really talk about in that episode or... You know, in the Thomas Joinery one, was how much business she's actually picked up out of LinkedIn and Instagram. It was mentioned in there. Yeah, but I just but want to did, reiterate it. Yeah, she did say. I think it was off air. She was saying that just in she started doing some more stuff mm. for Thomas Joinery, just in the social, and they've got about five big jobs out of it that they never would have got to, as a direct result of her Instagram or LinkedIn activity. So, and one from Instagram was worth like a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah. One job. I think LinkedIn, actually. LinkedIn, okay. Sorry, I didn't want to correct right. you. But Thanks for making me wrong. And that was just someone, you know, seeing them on there, approaching them, and, and led to a big shop fit of yeah. 140 grand. So, so there you go. Works. LinkedIn for tradies. Go back and check out episode 42, I think it was, with Adam Houlihan. Uh, so anyway, today, though, was Taryn from Hi-Viz Co. Thanks for coming in, Taryn, and I hope you got some great tips out of that. For some other tips on running your tradie business, you could check out our sexy logo, at tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. A lot of thought went into that one. Uh, Stop laughing, Michaela. But more thought has gone into the content on that site. Uh, I'm just, my segues are just like, I'm cranking them out today, aren't I? (laughs) We should do another episode just on segues. (laughs) Anyway, go check out Tradies Business Toolkit. Uh, There is some really cool stuff in there. Private Facebook group is where a lot of people get pretty much their whole 27 bucks a month uh, value. Um, but if you do want to join up, you can check it out for just $1 US for the first 30 days. Go have a sticky beak. And if you hang around, it's 27 US a month after that. We're working on some video training that we'll be making uh, available to our toolkit members as part of your membership. Everybody else will be paying extra for that. And uh, there's templates, there's uh, bonus interviews, there's all sorts of stuff in there. So go and check it out, tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com, and um, I'm sure you'll love the logo as well. Till next time. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.